Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special edition Flow Wrestling Radio Live, episode 54. We are partially live from the Fargo Dome, as you can hear the PA in the background. Um, but you know what, Willie Sailor? We had to do it. We yes, got to do it today. We don't have another option, so we're going to try to make it happen. I'm still in Virginia. Willie is in Fargo, in the dome, in the belly of the beast. Yeah, that was a mistake, by the way. What was a mistake? You should have been, you should have been here already. Yeah, hey, that's on you, cuz. Yeah, no, I messed that up. All right, but hey, I'll be there Wednesday, so don't don't fret too much. Um, so I'm getting ready to come out there. And the reason we have to do this, there's so many reasons we need to do this show. Uh, but the, the topic on, on everyone's mind right now and the big, big discussion... Uh, within our wrestling community is the green marable situation the um the wrestle off being granted um it's really one of the biggest stories of the summer willie yeah uh, i could I, it's, it's it's been bothering me ever since it was announced i can't i, I didn't sleep well last night crystal Pals. is that right yeah. you're a man who, tr- who, has, who struggles to sleep at times though, you know you're, you're, yeah. Well, you have you you carry we- weird sleeping hours. I think that's part of your problem, also. Yeah, that's, that's also part of the problem. But you know, we we knew this was coming, uh, and we decided we didn't know that the wrestle off was going to happen. We knew the arbitration was coming. Right. Uh, and we probably should talk about it. That was it. We decided not to. So let's see what happens. Um, but we didn't also well, part of the reason you guys listen to home uh, that we just decided not to talk about it part of the reason was that we didn't have a whole lot of information right. the only thing we knew was that the arbitration was taking place and uh, perhaps perhaps though in retrospect if we would have said and discussed you know this arbitration has taken place um Perhaps the fallout and the reaction from the community would have maybe persuaded USA Wrestling to try a little harder. Right. So, so you're insinuating, I guess, with this arbitration process that, that USA Wrestling maybe had more of a a, a laissez-faire approach, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we're gonna get into it, right? Yeah. We're gonna get into it, and, and when you guys at home here how things went down, um, I think you'll you'll agree that USA Wrestling did not do, that maybe didn't take it too seriously. Well, is it take it too seriously or that there, there was a direction they wanted it to go um, and, and you kind of set yourself up for, for it to go that direction? Maybe we'll give this to you guys. Right. Yeah, uh, I, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that USA Wrestling wanted it to go a certain direction. I don't know that. Maybe yeah. they did. I don't know. But what I do know about the arbitration situation and process is that uh, they weren't prepared, and they they didn't do. I don't think they did what uh, the best job of protecting and defending what their decision was. Their decision was that. They didn't think a wrestle-off was warranted, right? Right. So, Maribel appeals. We want, uh, 
I should have a wrestle-off. USA Wrestling says no. Okay, good first step. Now it goes to arbitration, and they mail it in. Yeah. Um, so, so you got to get. We got to get specific here. We can't just say they mailed it in. That no one knows what we're talking about. Um, okay. So, what what are we saying happened? Who was there? How did um, I guess Green's case get presented? There's there's a lot of things that uh, you know we've learned here in the last couple of days about what happened that you know make make it seem like th this should have potentially been open and shut. For, for James Green, and the fact that it wasn't maybe does speak to that effort. Do you want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, sure. But first, first let me say that um, it's not. this isn't a personal thing, right? This isn't against Nick Marable. This is, this is against the process. Like, USA Wrestling has to fix this process. Right. One in, which, in which you can essentially get a wrestle-off for anything. Just appeal it. You appeal it, you get the wrestle off. The the precedent for this is is one hundred percent. Something like 24, 24, 25 of twenty five since this process has been in play, they all have been get granted that special every wrestle time. off every single time. So, yeah, in in a way, so if you're if so, you're the wrestler, if you're the wrestler sitting in the finals. Um, and in some, in some cases, not the wrestler sitting in the finals. You can request the wrestler. You can just appeal. Uh, I'm going to do it later. Yeah. In almost every case, well, every case it's been appealed. <laughs> right. So it's happened every time, 100% of the time. So you have to feel like, well, USA Wrestling likes it this, this way because the, the verbiage is such that it allows this every time. Well, that's, uh, that's a thing. You know, USA Wrestling people are saying right now, uh, well, hey guys, you know, this wasn't our decision. This wasn't our decision. You know, we voted against the wrestle off. Um, and they're they're taking a beating right now from the wrestling community. Everybody's saying, everybody's saying that it, this shouldn't have went down. This shouldn't be the case. Uh, and and they're saying, USA Wrestling shouldn't allow this to happen. And this is a sham. And USA Wrestling is saying, it's not our fault, guys. We, we voted against the wrestle-off. An arbitrator, an independent, objective body came in and overruled us. That doesn't really get you off the hook, man. Because this has been the case for years and years and years. And if you're not prepared, to ch you, you got to change your language in your bylaws. Yeah. So that this isn't a loophole. And you cannot tell me that it's not preventable. It has to be preventable. I mean, they're, they're, Jason Bryant is citing um, the Amateur Athlete Act or some thing, right? That you have to, it goes to this arbitration. And listen, you can write rules in that prevents that, that loophole. Or you well, can change the word. The, you know what it comes down to, too. And listen, this is wrestling is a different sport, man. Wrestling is a different sport than a lot of these other sports. Um, a lot of these other sports, this this thing is in 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 place largely because it, you know, should you be the point guard on Team USA? It, it's a subjective thing, right? It, you know, I'm, I'm lobbying to be uh, the striker on the volleyball team and. They're only take, they're taking me or this other guy, and let's let's go to arbitration and say that I should deserve a spot on the team. Wrestling, wrestling is not as subjective, right? I beat I beat you, so it's over. Well, what it is, I mean, every I, I think that there has to be an independent arbitrator for you know something over outside of USA Wrestling. That's that has to be the case. But what that judge, that, judge, that judge is ruling based on the rules that USA Wrestling That's has right. put into place. That is, it's all on the rules. No one's talking about the arbitrator that they shouldn't have one. That's that's a complete distraction from the case that they are going to look at the verbiage that says anything unforeseen, you desert, you grant a wrestle off, and you can say anything's unforeseen. And the one guy that was on the sports committee. That was testifying, Greg Strobel, who said essentially that you know you don't deserve a wrestle off, kind of went back on on what he said in 
you know, basically said it was unforeseen. And that essentially was part of the reason Maribel was granted a wrestle-off. Well, okay, so let's get into the arbitration situation. Let's. Um, <laughs> so they did this on a conference call. Yeah. They did this on a conference. So there's no, there's no courtroom. There's, there's no, no, there's no, you know, they're not sitting in a room together discussing the topics. They just, they just have it over the phone. That's good enough. That's super serious. Can't get, can't right. even teleconference. I mean, uh, there's something to be said for being able to see someone to, you know, b body language, whatever. I, I don't know. I'm not a legal mind, but it would seem like for a decision of this gravity and maybe this, it's not as big a deal as we're making out to be. I think it's a huge deal. I think a spot on the world team's a big deal. But it is disappointing that it comes down to, you know, phone calls and you've got someone with bad cell service. I mean, that's it's like how seriously are we actually taking this? Um, yeah, and, and how serious is USA Wrestling? I mean, I don't want to beat up USA Wrestling here, but... Um, so, okay, so the Marable camp, right? There's two sides obviously, of any arbitration. And one side is Marable's camp, who's lobbying to get a wrestle-off. So they have doctors, and they have, at, at present, at the, on the call, they call doctors. They call Marable. They call Zeke Jones. They call Sammy Henson. Uh, USA Wrestling has to defend its contention that there's no... Uh, wrestle off warranted. Why did you know they have to defend their position? And they called Greg Strobel, who is driving through the mountains, and the call gets dropped repeatedly four times. The call gets dropped, and not only did it, not only did the call get dropped when he's trying to make his point, he misses all of the testimony that. The, uh, you know, Marvel's camp is making. So how do you have a discussion and an argument, and how do you have a rebuttal when you're not listening? You can't hear right what they're saying. And, it all and Go ahead. from the accounts that I've gotten, they crossed they crossed Greg Strobel up, and their their contention was that. It was weight-related and not unforeseen circumstances, and that was the basis of their whole case, right? Well, Greg Strobel apparently, allegedly, went back on that statement. Yeah. Uh, essentially, it, it sounds like he did say, well, the initial contention was, well, you know, this happens when you don't cut your weight right, and he... Yeah, he fell and had a concussion because, and that's the contention that he was one pound over Nick Marable, and he fell off the. Yeah, well, we can get into that. We can get into that in a second. Right. Too. So the the contention is he had he was one pound over. He was on the treadmill. He fell and he had a concussion. And Strobel and the committee determined, well, these things happen when you don't cut your weight right. You fall down and you pass out and have a concussion. So it's not unforeseen. But then, when he gets on the phone here between you know when he's got service. He basically says, well, I guess, you know, we believed Nick. They say that. He says that. And he also says, you know, well, maybe it was unforeseen. You know, you can't predict that someone's going to fall off a treadmill. That's unforeseen. But by definition, everything that happens ever is unforeseen. All right. I could hang up on you right now, Willie, and that's unforeseen. I mean, everything's unforeseen because you don't know. What is not? What is not unforeseen? So basically anything that ever happens is unforeseen. So by that technical definition uh strobel who is maybe there to help green actually hurts him more than anything by saying well yeah it was unforeseen well this is where it gets to what what did we what did usa wrestling really want here or what did how much of a representation did james green really get that um, that that was able to happen because it doesn't seem like he got a fair shake. No, now they did have law USA Wrestling. I, I think it was USA Wrestling lawyers. I would assume it's USA Wrestling lawyers since that's an arbitration. But I mean, they did have lawyers. Um, I guess present the case. Strobel was just the only guy they called um, to corroborate that. But 
they should have they should have documents, right? They should have had a good. <laughs> it should be it should have been a, a arbitration, right? It should be legal, yeah. and not just hey, we're calling Greg Strobel. Yeah, let's get Greg Strobel on the line. Um, uh, another thing that that I mean, there's documents, Christian, right? The medical there, there are documents. One of one of which is he weighed 171 pounds. So an hour before weigh-ins. What Willie's referring to, you know how you go to the doctors, guys. You go to a hospital. Anytime you go, they they put you on a scale, right? Well, apparently Green's attorney asked for the, those medical records that would have that information, and basically, if if they're maintaining that Maribel was won over. And he goes to the hospital, and he weighs, you know, 170, 171, whatever it was. Well, you obviously weren't one pound over because it's 154 and a half is the weight. And it's an hour and a half before weight. Yeah. Well, are you sure on the time, that time frame? I mean, we know it was before weigh-ins, right? We know that. Um, but we don't know how close, how far out, whatever. Uh, it was an hour and a half before weight. Yeah. Regardless... That seems to be part of the the smoking gun. You know, that's like the evidence that basically should sink uh, Marable's ship. But th for whatever reason, that proved to not be um, ultimately very important information because the the call was or the decision was was overturned. Um, so that's you know, y you wonder you wonder about that, and you also wonder USA Wrestling has very specific verbiage. On what kind of a medical professional can can um, a note from a certain medical profession is valid, and they are specifically that they say a medical doctor MD has to be the kind of doctor. But it sounds like that's not the kind of doctor they had, right? Uh, it sounds like it was doctor of osteopathy. Osteopathy. It's not. It's not know, exactly a medical doctor. No, it's not. I mean, there's a reason they're. They're called different things because they're different things. And there's a reason it says medical doctor and not doctor, medical doctor, doctor, osteopathy, nurse practitioner. They're very specific here. But apparently things that seem like they should have really mattered and basically sewn up the case for Green, they, they didn't matter, right? Well, yeah, I mean, what it comes down to for me is if you're – if you – are the guys sitting in the finals? You, you you can do whatever you want. I yeah, mean, you can, there's no way to not. There's no way to not get that. Yeah, I mean it's because it's, no no it, it, no other place can there be so much evidence and rationality and, and the decision be made against the evidence and rationality. Right, right. Um, so it's uh. It's crazy, man. This is a, a, a wild development. And like you said, Willie, we we knew this was a possibility a week or so ago that this was going to arbitration and, you know, it was going to go down at Fargo. And maybe we should, you know, we talked about this off air. Uh, we we should have come out with it. We could have more. We could have started this discussion in in the – if the outrage happens – The outrage, outrage happens beforehand, right? Right. Uh, who knows how this goes and who knows what kind of um, – you know, representation Green gets and what kind of effort he gets from the outside parties. But, you know, it's we we sat on it a little bit and maybe that was a mistake. Um, I don't know. But well, I, yeah, you know what, too, is that uh, you could get all this testimony, right? Well, I mean, we're, we're being informed that you can file a freedom, freedom of information, information uh, paperwork and get all the testimony, um, which would be nice, which would be interesting. And we can talk about it on the radio and then we can put it in articles for the whole wide world to see. But you know what? You know what? It doesn't change. It doesn't change the fact that there's going to be a wrestling. Yeah. And, you know, we got a lot of... Um, when we initially did an FRL talking about the Green Marable situation, we, you know, everyone's like, oh, you guys went hard. You guys went in. And a, a lot of people felt like, you know, something like that was, was very influential on the sports committee's decision. Now, whether it was or not, you know, that's never going to come out. But it does kind of, if that's a possibility, then certainly it was a possibility if we talked about this beforehand, th things could have been differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, um. 
And you know, again, I, I just want to emphasize that it's not it's not about being pro James Green or anti Nick Marable. It, to me, it's upsetting that this is the process. Right. You know. Right. And, and there's there's got to be, and I think there's going to be tremendous pressure on USA Wrestling to close this loophole. Um, there, there's got to be logical solutions um, that can be created. And I, I think it's paramount moving forward that this, this doesn't happen, that you can't have. And this is not a good way to determine your team. I mean, you want your guys to know. I mean, if Nick Marable makes a team, he hasn't been going to camps. He hasn't been, you know, he didn't go to any tournaments. He hasn't been uh, in the training. And if you're James Green, you make the team, well, you have to peak again. And you just wrestled about a week yeah. ago overseas. And now you have to peak again. And you peaked at the World Team Trials. And it stinks that Marable wasn't healthy for the World Team Trials. But that is how it goes. That's just how it goes, and yeah. it's. Uh, I'm not gonna say unfair, and, and to, but and to, to, you know, as an example of why it's not just about Marable and James Green. I mean, this is going on. This has been going on forever. You know, this this situation started a thread on uh, the Matt.com message boards talking about past examples, and they're talking about Linlin and Seraki. And, and Seraki having to jump off, you know, come off a plane after an overseas tournament, make weight, and, and wrestle Matt Lindland that, you know, essentially in the same day. Um, it's just not, it's just not the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so it happened back then, and it's happening now. And if they don't change, it's going to happen again in the future. It, it happened. You know, it happened last year with Miller. It happened last year. And it's, it is going to continue to happen. And But the, the issue is, and we talked about this last time, you don't want a, a, a true injury that day. I mean, what if that happened to Jordan Burroughs? I can tell you right now, I'd say find a way to get him another wrestle-off. And is that fair? No. Uh, am I being, you know, do I want it both ways? I guess I do. Uh, and, I, and I understand why the rule's in place, you know? And that's I, I, what makes you know it, what? that's what makes it tough. You know what? I, I after seeing this, I I don't care anymore. Like I don't if if Jordan Burroughs or Satiev or whoever the greatest wrestler on the planet if something happens to him within 72 hours of the try uh, the, the trials too bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because any not doing this not not having that in writing is jacking up this whole system. It is creating this loophole. And if if some miracle event, catastrophe event happens to the greatest star of stars within a seventy two hour period of the trials, that's life, man. Too yeah. bad. Yeah, and you're probably right. And honestly, now that you mention it, when when has it happened? When has it truly happened that someone that close got injured and couldn't wrestle. Like, actually. well, you know, so the the language is what, or or, or the, the vantage point is, well, we got to have some kind of stipulation in case something happens to our biggest star. Um, how when did, when does it ever happen? When does it ever happen? Does that ever yeah. happen? So, in 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 theory, they want to keep that option open. In practice. It has created – it has never happened, and it's only – the only thing that has come out of it are these disasters. Right, right. It hasn't saved – yeah, exactly right. Um, so maybe my paranoia on that, you know, you, you're, you're – I'm thinking too much about the most obscure circumstance where it can happen when instead every single year – Someone is getting a wrestle off that maybe they don't it isn't truly uh, right. warranted. Um, so yeah, it's it's a uh, it's got to be fixed. I gotta. I have a feeling it's things are gonna get changed here, and a, a couple misconceptions, or at least the one, you know, just read, reading the comments and 
the the general outrage. Let let us remember that Nick Marable one has never missed weight, and two he did not technically miss weight here. Now that is the the speculations that he would have, but he did not weigh in and miss weight. So there there is a distinction there that probably needs to be made and explained. He did not miss weight. He did not step on the scale and was over and say, oh, well, I want to rest off later when I can make weight. That is not technically what happened. So uh, just to clear up some of that misconception and also the one we kind of alluded to earlier, this was not USA Wrestling's decision technically. Their decision was made by the sports committee to not to deny the wrestle-off and the independent arbitrator outside of USA Wrestling granted it. Just to get you up to speed and to clear any of those uh, maybe confusing points because this is kind of a confusing matter. Um, yeah. Willie, what, yes. what else? What else we got here on the on the Marable Green front? I mean, they're going to wrestle Saturday. You know, let's we yeah. can talk about that. And is the outrage partially because of the perception of what people think is going to happen? But is the outrage partially because it's a formality in the minds of many that Marable's going to win? Um, no. You know what? No. I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think, I don't think, or anybody in the wrestling community is saying we like James Green more. We'd rather have James Green. We don't like Nick Marable. We don't want Nick Marable. Um, That's not what and, I said. And, and, huh? That's not what I'm saying. Uh, okay, so what are you saying? I'm saying people uh, would, you know, they feel like it's green spot, right? And they're mad because they, they're pretty sure he's going to lose it now. I, mm -hmm. I feel like that's a part of it. That's what I'm saying. Because Marable is a bad matchup for Green on, on the wrestling match. Marable is really, really good. Right. And I think that's – if it was – if the roles were reversed, let's say it was Green that was granted the rest off, everyone would be like, uh, that's kind of crappy, but whatever. Marable's going to beat him. But when yeah, it's – that's what I'm saying. Now that it's on the other foot, it's like, oh, but Green won, and now he's going to lose – because let's let's face the facts here. That's probably what we're looking at, and I think that's contributing to the outrage as well. Well, I, I, I don't know because obviously the the only the only way a wrestle off is afforded it's only afforded to the guy that's the favorite basically. That's true. So it, it would be there wouldn't be a situation where, um, you know, the the favorite is not favored. <laughs> That's a good point because it's um, basically only the U.S. Open winners are a world team or a world world medalist. What the um, outrage? Here's here's what the outrage is. The outrage, you know, when, when you have an all star snub, people are like, "Oh my God, Alex! I cannot believe this guy didn't get in. Alex Rodriguez didn't get in, but this other guy did. Huh? That's terrible." In this case, people are downright. They were angry. They were very angry, and they're not going to let it go. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one of the other flow guys was saying, um, you know, usually when you see this in any, any sort of sport, it's like 60-40 or 70-30. You know, part of the population feels this way. Part of the population feels that way. In this case, it's like 99% are all, all on board with James Green. James Green shouldn't have to wrestle off. Right. And that is because wrestling values hard work and honesty and, and process and accountability. And, and the wrestling community is like, hey, man, Maribel couldn't go at trials. James Green has done everything he needed to do. Reward his effort. Reward his accountability. You know, So that's why I think it's so... Um, decisive in the amount of people that are anti wrestle off. Yeah, I, I I think that's certainly a component. And you're right that it, the the reaction there's not many guys out there sticking up for Marable saying, hey, I mean I've seen some, but you know even Brent Metcalf saying, you know we all had a bad feeling this was gonna happen. Like I I I've been surprised to read the wrestlers outrage. You, you know what's really interesting is. The wrestlers, the community. Okay, okay, so 
who who do you think is the better wrestler? Um, well, I think Nick Marable's better. Okay, so why are you as a USA as a fan of USA wrestling? Don't you want our best guy to go to Worlds? Uh, I do. Yet, okay. um, par part of it is you believe in the process by which we determine the team and you believe that it's good and that you settle it on this day and you got to be there to there you be go. on the team. There you go. That's what it is. It's not. So I, I would think that most people in the United States think that Marable's better. Marable's maybe a better shot. Uh, maybe have a better performance at Worlds. But yet that same population is against him wrestling. So how can that be? I'll tell you how it can be because they value they have values. Yeah. And let's not let's not Willie's not insinuating that Marable Camp doesn't have values, but there, there's it's just that No, no, I'm not saying There's that. a wrestle off. There's a all through wrestling, it's totally merit-based and it's totally if things don't go your way, it's on you and, and you don't really get all these extra avenues to get what you want. There's the one avenue and you got to get it that way. You can't get it these other ways. You can't win uh, outside of the world team trials. That's the way it feels like it should be. And that's something that is wrestling specific and ingrained in our community. Um, and, and that's a big, big point. And, and someone asked, what is, what, I don't get the outrage. June or July make a difference. Well, I can tell you right now, Jason Roush, it makes a big difference to James Green, who made the world team in June and has been operating as if he's going to be the guy and, and is operating like he's going to peak in September to win a world championship and went overseas and wrestled a tournament in Spain a week ago and peaked his body to wrestle in Spain. Oh, well, now guess what, James? You got to peak at Fargo uh, in a week. Okay, that's what it matters. Meanwhile, Marable's been sitting back, and we don't know what he's been doing. But that's the—that's what June or July makes a difference in. Uh, just to answer that question, and that's my perspective on it. It, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. I, I, again, you know, part of it is training and training cycle and having their best guy. I mean, you can talk about all the wrestling stuff you want. Um. But it's, for me, it's not about personnel. It's not about who, who, what, what, the names that are involved in this. It's, a, it's about the process. Can't, can't do it. You can't, you can't allow one guy to do everything and be accountable and to do the things he's supposed to do and somebody else to get a pass. Yeah. Can't do it. W one thing that, you know, and, and this is where, Willie, you and I have – I don't know. I, I don't know if this makes us unethical, but whatever it makes us, we've said that we if we were Nick or his coach, we would do the same thing. You know, we would do the same thing. We would try to find this angle. And you know what? If that makes us whatever it makes us, it makes us. But one thing you got to remember with Sammy Henson, don't forget it. NCAA's Jake Smith, Zach Nye, he used the replay system kind of. In a shady way to get. I don't care. I, listen, I don't care. But I would no, do the same you, thing. This is what I'm saying. I do not care if Nick Maribel makes really? if Maribel makes it the team. I if he beats James Green, I will be the biggest biggest Nick Maribel fan. I am the biggest. Uh, well, Willie, I, I, I was trying to make a point um, before he interrupted me. I was saying that Henson will. He will use the rules in a way that's advantageous, not necessarily in the spirit of the rule. And is, right. is that against him? Uh, is that something that people can, can point to and say, well, hey, Sammy's got kind of this track record here. He's using replays in kind of shady situations, but that's within the rules, and now he's, you know, maybe using the rules in a certain way in this instance as well. I don't, I don't know. I mean, everybody knows what happened. Well, right? it's, it's not additional outrage because there's any track record of bending the rules. Is there, I mean... No, uh, well, it just it kind of speaks to it's just another drop in that bucket that of uh, we don't necessarily buy this story. Oh, by the way, your coach has done this. Um, it, it's it's not a it's not a make or break thing, but it's another thing that goes in in that bucket. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the point I'm making. Um, but I would do the same thing. A lot of people have asked, and I'm I'm actually kind of surprised at the question, but a lot of people have asked, is this going to be at scratch weight? Of course yes. it's going to be at scratch weight. I mean, can you imagine if after all this they go plus two kilos? Yes, it's at scratch weight. 70 kilograms, 154 and a half pounds. They both I, don't know have, why, I don't know why people are even asking if it's going to be scratch weight. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was kind of surprised, but I guess people are just curious. Yes, it will be at scratch 70 kilos. Scratch weight, weigh-ins at 530. Weigh-ins at 530. Wrestling at um, will begin at 10 o'clock. So you don't get the full – it's not as much recovery time as you would normally get. And that's something that could maybe uh, – maybe that benefits Green a little bit. Obviously, we know uh, Marable's cutting way more weight, so he'll have less time to recover. That's another thing that may be in favor of James Green. We'll see. You know um, – has Marable been training under the assumption all the time that he was going to get this uh, opportunity in Fargo? Does he know? Has uh, you know it's recruiting season? Has has Sammy Henson been around to really coach him? Um, these are things. These are questions. What kind of shape is Marable going to be in for this? And and I I believe he'll make weight. But my question is, how sharp is he going to be? Uh, I mean, if you fought this hard. To get the wrestle off, you would think that he—I don't know—what wouldn't you? Wouldn't you assume that he's been really disciplined and and really training hard for this? Wouldn't you think that? You would think. But then again, <laughs> wouldn't you think that he would be really disciplined and training hard for the trials? Yeah, talking with people that have, you know, been in this kind of situation. When you have a pull like this. One little thing, one bad decision, one starting a little bit late, and you, you won't make the weight. So it could have been something, you know, he just made one little mistake in the weight cut, and it's such an exact science for Nick and guys that cut this much weight that, um, you know, maybe he was on top of it to a degree, but just things got out of control in some way, and his body didn't respond like he thought it would or like it normally has. Remember, Nick Marable has never missed weight once. For all the talk about how he cuts more weight than anyone, he made it for, for all these different events, the U.S. Open, the World Team Trials, um, et cetera, so, and World Championships. So for all the talk about him struggling to make the weight, he's never missed it before. There's not a precedent in that area. Yeah, I mean, he did he did it at World Team Trial, right? I mean, he he struggled to make weight before, but he's no, there's no struggled. He made he's made weight every time. That's the point. Um, he struggled to make weight. Okay, well, just because you don't make weight, just because you don't miss weight, doesn't mean you didn't almost die. Whatever. That that's that's um. Didn't almost died. Come on, that's hyperbole. That's not. That's not the case. And uh, of course, it's it's not easy. And of course, it's a struggle. Everyone knows it's a struggle. It's a struggle for a lot of guys to make the weight. Um, it's hard, and there's a lot of sacrifice and dehydration that goes into it. But uh, you know, it, he's never missed weight. Period. That is until um, the world team trial. I mean, technically, he still hasn't missed weight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna give him that one. But I'm giving him every other way, and he's made it. Is my point. So, in a way, there's not a precedent for it. Um, anyways, we, we, we went, we're 39 minutes in. Sh should we transition into something else? Is there, is there more? I feel like we could talk to you about this for an hour and a half, but at some point, have we... It's uh, overkill. Maybe it's overkill. The Wrestling Saturday, guys, it'll be live on Flow. Um, so, I guess that's good for us, right? That's a good thing. But, um, you know... Yeah. The process by which we got there maybe not not ideal. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, maybe we'll come back to it later in the show. Uh, I want to talk about this because it's on my mind and I think it's it, I think it's a huge story. One of the biggest college wrestling stories of the summer. Stefan Micic. It, it came out. Shoot, was that Thursday night? I think that he was transferring out of Northwestern. Now, not to a specific school that is not yet known. Um, yeah, but some people jump the gun on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not us, but yeah, some people get a little. They, it, it's funny. People like to guess and act like they scooped us, but you're guessing, and everybody knows it. So yeah. Anyways, so Stevan is on the market. 
and I've said, and I'm sure you probably agree, he is going to be the biggest commitment, biggest signing of the summer. There, there's not a more coveted wrestler, more accomplished wrestler in my mind that is available. You can say Mark Hall. Mark Hall's not committing this summer. Stevon Micic is the biggest name, and everybody wants this kid. You think, you think he's bigger than Mark Hall? Uh, did, were you listening? Like at all? I said. Well, I, I didn't. I didn't exactly hear. Okay. What I said was Mark Hall is not. I mean, I said of the entire summer, he's the biggest one. Mark Hall's not announcing till freaking uh, October. So yeah. But anyone but besides Mark Hall, he is the biggest biggest guy left. Everybody wants this kid. Um, and I wonder if this is gonna. You know, we were talking about Pletcher Suriano. Uh, give me Michich over all those guys if you can, because he's proven to be able to wrestle at the college level. Now, will those other guys be able to be? Of course. But he's proven to be able to wrestle at an extremely high level, even as a red shirt. Um, and so I know, you know, I, I spoke with him Sunday, or I guess it was Saturday evening, at length. And he's looking for a place with a great freestyle situation. Um, he's not that uh, opposed to missing next year. So he, he could go Big Ten and just miss the next year and train for the Olympics. He believes he's got a shot at being the guy. And I know since I, I spoke with him Saturday night, there are other schools that have thrown their hat in the ring. Um, everyone's going after this kid. And I, think, I just think it's a huge story, and I think he's a huge get wherever he goes. But it sounds like right now the, the leader is, is Michigan. But that's probably going to be changing, or has potential to be changing. Yeah, I, I figured, I figured that Arizona State would be a good fit for him. Sure. Um, what is it? But a it good doesn't fit sound for like him? he's a leader. Uh, it, it's it a, doesn't sound like Arizona State's a leader at all. It's almost like he's a better fit for Arizona State than, um, for Arizona State than Arizona State's a fit for him. This is a guy who wants. Training partners. Who's he going to wrestle with? That's a lightweight. There. I mean, there's no no one that I think could push him. And plus, hey, Arizona State has made commitments to a lot of guys, uh, and have the, part of having the best recruiting class in the country, maybe ever. There's a lot of money tied up, so there's not there's not much money there for for Michich to be had. I think he believes he's a full ride guy. And I don't disagree with him. I think he's, he's probably shown that he, he's worthy of that. So probably not going to be ASU. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's late. And, and he, there's a lot of limitations there with him. Uh, he could lose a year of transferring to any Big Ten school. So figure that out. Then the schools that he might want to transfer to or, or have interest in him, they got to figure out how he works into the lineup. Uh, there's a lot of things to consider, and it's late. We're in July, almost August. It's late, and it's even later for him. This is a kid. He's going to be going to Brazil to wrestle. He's going to be gone. He's going to be kind of – so he, needs, he said he needs to make this decision or he would like to make this decision by August 2nd. Um, yeah, I think that's a little – almost – not crazy, but you have to figure out how you fit in the lineup. You have to figure out eligibility. You have to figure out scholarship dollars. You have to move your life to somewhere. You, uh, and then that's going to be really quick. That's a really quick decision. And then you got to jump on a plane and go wrestle at Junior Worlds. Yeah, it's it's a huge decision for him. And uh, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling he – we, we won't see him wrestling in college next year. I think he's got his mind almost looking that direction. You know, he wants an Olympic redshirt, I think. Uh, he did mention, you know, hey, if I go – he's talking about Oklahoma. You know, if I went there, I would wrestle right away. But if I went Big Ten, uh, I, I couldn't get a feeling if he would actually rather not wrestle next year collegiately and just focus on freestyle. I'm not sure what his goal would be. Um, now, my – Go ahead. He's always been he's always been freestyle centric. Like even in, in high school, he it, he wouldn't have wrestled a lick of folk if he didn't have to. Yeah. And now he's uh, so the the question is, all right, let's say he goes to a, a a non Big Ten school, and let's say he medals at Junior Worlds. If he does that, he will qualify for an Olympic redshirt. Would he take it then? I, it would seem like he probably would, but I. 
I'm not sure because he, he said, well, I would wrestle right away and compete for them. So I don't know um, which direction he'll go there. Probably whatever school he chooses, we'll have to say basically, well, you can kind of do what you want one way or the other. I, I feel like he's kind of garnered that kind of uh, a situation. Now, I think some of the stuff, you know, where he fits in the lineup, well, he fits in at 125 um, at, at some point, And I think uh, anyone that's going to go after him is going to have a, a need – at the lightweight position or someone moving up from 125 because you know ohio state was mentioned and well they got well, that's, that's what i'm saying you know you you mentioned oklahoma and name it name a school name a school christian that was on his list and i have a reason why it's not a good fit uh ohio state you're really going to move thomas you're really going to move one of them to 133 yep uh penn state i'm not convinced of that Penn State's the only one. Penn State and Arizona State are the only one. Okay, no. Penn State. Why not? Why not Penn State? Um, you can lose your eligibility because it's a, a it's a Big Ten school. Number one. Um, yeah. So that. Right. And there's also the Suriano. I know you said you'd take him above Suriano, but there's a Suriano Lee thing going on. Uh, Penn State feels really good about those two. So there's that. So, uh, Penn State, all right, that was one. Illinois. Why not Illinois? Well, and, and also, if Michich goes to Penn State, I mean, he's going to – Nico's going to start. Right. He's going to lose a year anyway. But he's going to lose – regardless, if he goes to Penn State, he's losing a year no matter what happens. I mean, he's losing a year if he goes okay. Big Ten. Right. So, that's so not – lose... That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm wrong or right. I'm saying there are there – are considerations and, and reasons to not go to like every school on his list right uh, i agree with that um what well what about oklahoma what would your oklahoma now i know ryan milhoff hasn't didn't have a great year last year but you have a lot of money tied up with him yeah you, you have you have money tied up in milhoff uh you just signed dalton duffield you just signed freddie rodriguez you, you have six 125 pounders on your roster that's yeah. a lot of money tied up. I mean, Freddie Rodriguez is always a 25. I, all these guys seem like career 25s. And you're going to get another one? I would say Milhoff probably could go up. Um, Maybe you can. But so then you have to have Milhoff on a ton of money. Um, and then, like you said, Mitchich probably feels like he's close to a full scholarship kind of guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so too. Um, Willie, you still there? Uh-oh. Where'd he go? We can keep this going. It looks like his internet cut out. Let's see. Hey, you still there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. I lost I you. Got cut off for a second. Yeah. No. You should you should hit the anti cut off button on your computer. I started sweating. Yeah, well, there's a lot going on here. This my head's spinning, man. Dude, I, I it's got to be system overload between the PA speakers and all the wrestling going on. It's well, yeah, there's all that, and there's all this tech stuff, but there's also semi-finals of a national tournament going on that I really want to follow and I really can't. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm watching some guys fly through the air, so that's pretty neat. Um, so my question with, with Michich is, are other other teams going to get involved? What other teams? Where where do you think is would be an ideal fit for, for him? I mean, if you could t tailor make a, a situation, I wonder what it would be. You know, someplace not Big Ten. But he fits in at 25. That has a good RTC. Like he's got a lot of boxes he wants checked, and I think he, I think he understands he's not gonna be able to get everything. He's not gonna be able to get the. Best I don't know. There's a, you know there's, the situation in Illinois too. You got money tied up in Cortez. I wonder if Cortez uh, is ever gonna see 25 again. Yeah, maybe not. Um, I don't think they have that much money tied up at Illinois. I mean, Nico Reyes coming off the books. Delgado's right. gone. Yeah, uh, man, I, hey, maybe Illinois is a great spot. He spoke, maybe Illinois is a He spoke really highly of Mark Perry. Said yeah, they uh, they have a good relationship, I'm told. I, I mean, maybe Illinois is a great spot. Maybe um, Michigan, where, where Sean Bourne met, I think might be a good spot. I don't know. Yeah, he likes. He really liked Cliff King. Um, what if five? How about this, though? What if, what if he went to Purdue and Tony Ursland hired Surtis as an assistant? Well, that would be something. Uh, well, no, no, it's not gonna happen. No, 
trying to be creative here. Yeah, I, I get it, but I mean, it's like saying what, you know, when they hire Terry Brands. You know, it's like, Surtz is not going to leave his brother, you know. he's He trains with Jason all the time. And uh, so I don't think Alex would do that. Plus, Alex is a little big. He wants to train with, you know, lightweights. You know? It's, uh, yeah. I, I don't think that, that would be kind of cool to see him, you know, end up in Illinois and, you know, we love Purdue. But I just don't. I don't see. Maybe you should transfer to Buffalo Gap High School, you and you two can work out. Yeah, I I could push him. I could push him to, to places he's never been. No, <laughs> um, I can get him to that next level. Yeah, that'd be sweet. He uh, hey, it'd be hey, cool. By it'd the be, way, it'd be cool to have him in Virginia, though. I, I don't know if uh, we could potentially see that if uh, you know Tech or or UVA Texas. or ODU. You know, Tech's probably interested because I mean we all know that. Sure, everybody's interested. Yeah, right. Um, Tech. Uh, you know, they were going after Pletcher. I think that was pretty well known. And it doesn't sound like that's going to work out. So maybe, hey, here's this other lightweight. Let's see what we can go with him. I don't know if that would interest Michich, but it certainly would interest me to have him in uh, in my backyard here. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not going to be short on options. I don't know. You know, I don't think it's going to be Arizona State at all. No. But – I'm not. I think he wants to stay in the Midwest. I think he wants to stay relatively close. Right. Um, but I don't, like you said, I don't think his, his highest priority is folk. But if Arizona State had a lightweight for him to go, well, I mean, I mean, Pritz is there. I don't know. But but workout partners. I just I just feel like Arizona State might be a great uh, uh, situation. Wouldn't have to lose a year. Uh, be part of something big. He has four years left. I mean, really make some noise. I just don't see the partners there for him personally. I don't know. Well, yeah. I think I think that's that's a big part of it. The money, the partners. Yeah. There's every everything has like three out of four boxes checked, so it's just going to be on him to to prioritize what is big for him. But um, you know, speaking with him, uh, as soon as we know, we'll make sure you guys know. We think this it's a huge story. And, um, you know, it's something that could shift the national landscape. This is a guy who, who can wrestle with the best in our country. I believe that. I think he's, uh, is he going to win a title as a freshman? I'm not going that far, but I think he's got uh, incredible ability. And uh, it'll be it'll be very exciting to watch his development and where he ends up. Yeah, and hey, I just want to give you a shout-out, too, because there was a lot of misinformation going on with Michich and, and you – you did a very good job with that story and getting it straight from him. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. Um, let's. Do you want to get into? Can we do Pan Ams in like eight minutes, or do you want to go somewhere? Yeah, else? we can do Pan Ams in eight minutes. We uh, USA kicked butt, and the announcers were horrible. <laughs> hey, we did it in twenty seconds. What do you know? There we go. Um, but no, you know, we we saw. It's kind of like we what we keep saying about these events. It's good to win, right? But you, you know what? It, Kyle Snyder didn't really beat a guy that you. Really, now Metcalf won a really tough bracket and had some good matches, so that you can say, hey, that Britain bracket was great. Loaded, Marin, uh, Gomez, the Gomez Metcalf match. You know, you tend to there's the primate primacy recency effect. Brian Snyder always tells me, right? You remember the first and last and best, and, right? And like. Sometimes you see matches like that's the best match I ever saw. Well, yeah. it was a great match. It was a great, great match. Uh, Gomez and, and, and Metcalf. It was really good, and um, you know it was a, Metcalf storming back. There's a little drama, you know, pulling the knee pad and this and that. But yeah, that was it. Was fun. It was it was a fun it was, cool. it was a fun match, and you know we saw them wrestle at FPL, and and Metcalf just hammered him. But you know when. Here at Pan Am's is a different story. Different rules, different story. Uh, but Metcalf, he continues to look good. And you know what? He's Once again, he's going to go into the world with tons of momentum. A lot of people are saying he's the guy. He can win it. And, and I'm not going to disagree, but I'm trying to just, with all the Team USA, try. I, I ask for accountability with this, that I don't go too crazy. But when they yeah. win and they look this good, it makes it hard. It's hard they to did out. all look great. I mean, you can say that the competition wasn't the greatest, but they all looked great, man. They all looked – I mean, I really think that their camps must have been great because 
they looked wonderful. Super sharp, super sharp. I, you know one thing, and I'm going to say this. Metcalf, Metcalf, and, and we this happens a lot in wrestling. You kind of get marginalized as, as whatever your stereotype is. Metcalf's a brawler, hard-nosed. That dude can scramble and is so underrated athletically. He had a mm-hmm. – I, I think it was against – Gomez, he had a shot defense that uh, it was it was unbelievable, high level. It was like a David Taylor, you know, getting the far ankle, coming around and scoring, high level stuff, high athletic. You know what's crazy about Metcalf is that we we come to see a guy and know what he's all about, and and he, they are what they are, right? Metcalf's been around forever, and he's still getting better, like. Name somebody that at his age has ever continued to improve the way he's he has. It's it's been amazing. I mean, every tournament, every year, he's adding a little something here, a little something there. Um, it, it's great, and it's a credit to him and his hard work. And you know, I see that. I see that now. Of course, Burroughs isn't as old as Metcalf, but I see that in Burroughs. Burroughs too. Yep, absolutely. Every, he's always added little things. Little things every single year. He's added added stuff this year. Um, yeah, I, and I think that's what separates them. That's what separates them. Kyle Snyder is so young; it's hard to say that. But man, I, from a year ago to now, Kyle Snyder is vastly improved. And yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but that's what you expect you, for a you nineteen. You see, in, you see improvements in young guys, right? Right. You know, you don't often, you know. When you start getting up there and you're out of college, you sort of are what you are. You you could be, you could be the greatest in the world and you continue to be great, or you could um, be you know the fifth guy on the ladder and what you get out of him is what you get out of him. But not with Metcalf, he just gets better. Yeah. What did you think about the the Herbert Salas match? I mean that was a blast. As good. I mean Salas is just. I thought that. Jake wrestled. I thought that Jake wrestled awesome, and I thought Salas was otherworldly. Right. Uh, that that one time when Jake clubbed him and Salas immediately shot through a double. I mean, oh, holy heck! I mean, that he was can, amazing. He can fire off from so far away. He shoots like this jungle cat double where he doesn't even take a yeah. penetration. St- he doesn't even take a pin. He's kind of leaps like like a like a tiger. And just double yeah, it. It's so I mean, uncanny. Jake's, Jake snapped him hard, and right out of it, he, like, there's no way that he saw anything. Like, his leg, his head was tucked underneath and buried underneath him. It had to be, like, a leap of faith. And <laughs> he blew right through it. Yeah. he's He is an, just so incredible to watch. And... He's uh, a tough matchup for Jake, man. I mean, you, you shoot that single. He did it again. Jake gets in on that single. He can just, like, do this crazy hip stuff, gets the ankle, and he scores at a, at a really high clip. It's going to be tough. Jake's got to stop a do double you think, for four. I, uh, now, see, I like the uh, – I mean, he, he got beat by a wide margin. But, in like we always say, in the deed, I like the gains that Jake's made. I, I like what I saw out of Jake. Absolutely, he can. Relatively take, speaking, yeah. And and do you think that Jake can beat anybody in the world other than Salas and uh, Sedalia? Uh, I do. I believe that. So so if, if let's say well one of I think they're separating this year though, right? They're separating last year's. It sounds like they're going to separate. So that's right. that's good for Jake, I think. Theoretically, Salas. I don't think so. Well, okay. That means he has to hit one to, to make a world final. But it, it's better than having, you know, okay, there's a chance maybe Salas and Sajalai are on the same yeah, side. Yeah, Salas and Sajalai are on the same time. Jake up top. Now, I am not Jake Herbert. I love you. I'm not saying that Jake can't beat either one of them. I'm just I'm just throwing the hypothetical out of, of – um, and, and given praise that where he is right now, I think he can beat I, I think he can beat anybody. I like his odds of beating anybody outside those two right now. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I don't think there's anyone else that is on that level. I think more than anything, he's a it's a it's a matchup thing with Salas. Um, mm-hmm. And then Sajalayev is truly 
uh, otherworldly good. Now, we, right. I feel like we say that about guys a lot, and then they'll drop a, an inexplicable match, but we just haven't seen that with, with, with Sad July. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, people, people change all the time, right? People get better or worse all the time, and you think they're the greatest thing ever, and then they turn in a, a, a snoozer. But uh, from all signs of, of watching Sad Alive, I mean, that's not the information we have. The, the, the information we have is that he's freaking amazing. And another thing that you know, when when you look at the the uh, the world wrestling landscape of the, of the top eight guys um, at eighty six, five of them are Iranians or Russians. Well, right, only so two of those be... guys go. Right. So that thins out, and and you know, and you can look at the top, the eleventh and twelfth guy, Iran and Russia. So it's. It thins out, even though Herbert, uh, he's not even ranked. I mean, who really cares? But it, the the top-end guys, the, you only get to send a few. So I think he's in that mix. The Iranians don't worry me um, as much as, you know, uh, Sajulayev and, and Salas do. I don't think they present the problems that the, no. the others do. I think he'll be able to hand fight with those guys. He'll be able to... Um, get his attacks off, and he can handle their pace. Um, yep. So yep. I like I like Jake to medal. Love it. Love. It. I mean, and I hope that he can. You know, I hope that he can. He's looking good. All our guys look pretty good. Escobedo looked good up until Bond, and then Bond is just he is Bonest. Yeah. Freaky. Freaky good. Um. So. He can just, all you have to do is make one mistake. He will wait, you'll make that mistake, and he will punish you for it. It's he's a he's a remarkable wrestler to watch, and he'll be tough to pick against at Vegas. Um, yep. Really, I believe our time has come to an end. I thank you. I know, Christian Pauls. I miss you, buddy. I miss you. Move your flight up. Get out here. I, I ain't gonna do that. But I it's only two days, okay? Today's Monday, tomorrow's Tuesday, see you Wednesday. So we're not that far off. We thank you guys so much for tuning in on this special. I hope that it was not a uh, it was not too difficult for you to hear. Um, we apologize that there was a lot of PA noise, but we had to do this. Really, we had to do it. So thanks to Willie for for doing it from the dome. We thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher, everything uh, available. Make sure you listen. Give us that five star rating. And uh, we will see you next time, which may not be till next week. But if something else happens, if we can work out another one of these, we will let you know. So thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you next time.